Welcome to the NewTubers Podcast, the premier small YouTuber community, helping up-and-coming channels improve through critiques, feedback, and cooperation. We teach you how to start, build, and sustain your YouTube career. Now, without further ado, let's begin the show! Hi guys, my name is Moriarty, I'm part of the NewTuber staff, and in today's interview, we're going to be talking to Ryan Duffy, a part of the VidMe staff. Ryan was kind enough to jump in with me and talk a little bit about VidMe, what it is, what it isn't, the future of video creation, and a bunch of other subjects that I think are particularly interesting to smaller content creators. As always, if you enjoy this interview, let us know and we'll definitely try to get more of them out for you. You can find all of the appropriate links we talk about in the description below or the show notes if you're listening to this as a podcast. Without any further ado, on to the interview. So today we've got with us Ryan Duffy from VidMe. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Hi guys, excited to be here. And Ryan is one of the, I guess, are you a co-founder? Are you one of the directors? What do you do? Not a co-founder, that's Alex Benzer and Warren Schaefer are VidMe's co-founders. I head up the community team and uh, manage all of our creator relations. So you're the one who's actually talking with us new tubers. Yes, exactly. So tell me a little bit about what VidMe is, what it does, what it can do for a new tuber who has never heard of VidMe. Absolutely. So VidMe is a new video platform, uh, a lot like YouTube, Vimeo, Daily Motion to a lesser extent. It's a, an agnostic platform where uh, users can come and upload their videos and join a new community. The current version of VidMe has existed since about September of last year. Um, we've grown exponentially since then and it's been really exciting to see a new thriving community coalesce uh, natively on VidMe. So we have people connecting and collaborating here in this video community who would not have met or collaborated otherwise. They're making videos together, they're making podcasts together. And it's really exciting to see. Now, the VidMe community has been growing by leaps and bounds. I remember reading at one point that it was growing 20 to 30 percent a month. Not sure on the exact numbers off the top of my head. Sorry about that. But uh, sounds about right. We have been growing month over month by huge numbers, uh, more and more users signing up for new accounts, more and more videos being uploaded and shared across the web. All of the key indicators of success are pointing in the right direction, so it's it's really validating to see that. The thing that has always been interesting to me is that Vidme doesn't really position itself as a competitor to YouTube. Yeah, that's that's right, um, and and that's sort of a misconception out in the world. You know, we think there's more than enough room for two or three video communities on the internet. Each uh, serves their own purpose. Obviously, YouTube is the thousand-pound gorilla, and Anyone who takes them on is probably going to lose, ultimately, um, or at least in the short term. So we positioned VidMe as a parallel platform, another place to host your videos, to find new audiences. For example, if a thousand people see a video that you post on VidMe today, that's probably a thousand more that then we're going to see it all together, if that makes sense. Sure. So you don't see them as being the same audiences in the first place. Well, there's definitely some overlap in, in terms of just general internet video consumers, but by and large, they, they are two quite separate communities. And, and by virtue of our relatively smaller size, we find that the community here is uh, quite a bit more benign, more supportive, uh, generally a, a happier place to be, which which is nice for us to see. 
And uh, we find that it's a, a great place for people to connect and, and to form closer bonds with their fans. So sort of like the YouTube of old before they introduced Google Plus and you didn't have that social aspect anymore. A bit like that. I mean, we are a, technically a social network uh, unto ourselves, but we, we do find that a lot of people compare us to the YouTube of old, which we take as a compliment. We admire YouTube. It, it's an incredible platform. And you know, before the Google acquisition, um, you know, it's cl clearly changed a lot in the past few years. Uh, but it, it was once a really community focused place. And that's where we want to pl plant our flag as a really creator friendly, community focused, creator first uh, community. This idea that you've got of the creator first stuff, that's actually fairly new for VidMe. You guys have been around since like 2010. You were primarily, as far as I've seen, considered to be a place that you could do private videos with a like a cutoff date. That's actually another misconception. So uh, there is some information online about VidMe uh, having being founded in 2010, but that's not true. Um, there was another company actually called VidMe, which was in the video hosting space, although I'm not exactly sure what their uh, business model was, but that company, I believe, folded up and we were able to take that name. Uh, so when we were first founded, we actually did not have the VidMe name, uh, V-I-D-M-E. So we went by VidMe, V-I-D-D-M-E, and that was founded in 2014. Um, eventually, we were able to acquire the single D VidMe name and how the platform started was really as a simple uploading tool for the internet. A lot of people compared us to Imgur, the file sharing platform that's very popular among Redditors, created a really simple frictionless process designed for Redditors to share images with the Reddit community. Uh, we wanted to provide the same function, but for video. So when we were first started in 2014, we were really focused on the utility model uh, similar to Imgur. So, uh, really simple, frictionless upload experience uh, designed with the Reddit community specifically in mind. Uh, drag and drop, file uploading, automatic short link generation, and uh, anonymous uploading if the user so chose. Now, I find that interesting because you actually have some Reddit founders helping VidMe. So it makes a lot of sense that you would have focused on that Reddit community in the beginning. Now you're not doing that so much anymore. You're moving on to trying to actually focus on original content. You're focusing on bringing in bigger creators. We've got people like Jaden Animations on your site now. Definitely. So it was quite exciting to see the number of people who embraced VidMe as a simple video share for, uh, especially within Reddit, but also across other sites on the web. So the utility model was uh, quite successful early on, um, but it, it wasn't all we wanted to do we saw a great opportunity to build another video community. Um, at the time, if you think back a couple of years ago, if you're a video creator, if you're a, a YouTuber, um, you only have one choice where to host your videos, essentially, um, and that was on YouTube. You know, in any market, in, in any space, in any business or vertical, we think it's beneficial to the end user or the, or, or the customer, if you will, uh, for there to be choice, and we, decided to focus away from this utility model of VidMe and really set out to build a community and platform focused tool for creators to not only share their videos, but to engage with and connect with other creators and also uh, find new fans to, to a, a place with 
a higher signal to noise ratio that wasn't quite so saturated with content um, where, where it would be easier for their content that they worked so hard on to be discovered. You've had a lot of success with those smaller creators. We see a lot of them on there. There are people who are just Vidme fanatics. They talk about Vidme. They make videos about Vidme. You have an entire category called Vidme. And we've seen all of this kind of growth in that, that smaller creator. But with the larger creators, you've been approaching them. You've been bringing them in. It does look like they tend to struggle a little bit more on your platform. It's a balance. So... We've seen huge numbers of relatively smaller creators come over organically, and that's really exciting for us. Um, at the same time, we've seen uh, quite a few larger creators, uh, people with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscribers on YouTube, come over to Vidme and join the community. And that's also quite validating for what we're building, for, for established creators who are existing within the incumbent system on YouTube to see the value in this new community. Uh, it's really promising for us to see. And I wouldn't say they're struggling, but it's actually they're coming into a new community and essentially starting over. So the playing field is level. And what's cool to see is a channel like Jaden Animations can be, you know, number one on trending and the number two channel on trending can be a creator who maybe has 500 subscribers on YouTube. So it's somewhat leveled the playing field for all creators and, and, and people email us and tweet at us and they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm next to Jaden Animations or The Odd Ones Out or Channel Awesome on your trending feed. It makes them feel really special and, and really cool and makes us really happy to see that. So as with most of these different types of social media, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, a new tuber needs to think about it as this is a completely separate ecology. It is not a YouTube environment. You're not coming in there and just bringing over your current fan base who are subscribed to you on YouTube. This is completely different. It's somewhere where you can go and make new fans, where you can find new collaborations and, and new stuff altogether. It's similar to how we tell people don't go ahead and post the same stuff on Twitter, on Facebook, things like that. Right. Um, people use Vidme in different ways. So uh, there are creators who uh, simply syndicate their content from YouTube to Vidme. So they'll upload essentially simultaneously on both platforms, and that's awesome. We also find a lot of people are uploading a day or two early on Vidme. So for their super fans, they're directing them to Vidme to see their videos first before they're released wider uh, to the YouTube community. Um, and then also, and this is our favorite, uh, there's people making exclusive content for Vidme. Videos directed at and uh, engaging directly with the Vidme community and, and its members. Um, and that's really cool for us to see. You would agree then that if somebody's going to be a active part of Vidme, if they're really going to take advantage of Vidme as a platform, then they should be using that not as, say, myself, who uploads all of my videos en masse at the end of the month. Well, it's, it's ultimately up to the individual. Um, I, I would say you can be quite successful on Vidme sharing the same content here that you do on YouTube or any other platform. The, the road to success really lies in uh, community engagement. So getting involved with the people who are watching your videos, responding to comments, commenting on other channels, following other channels on Vidme, uh, tipping them, subscribing to them, um, and and connecting with people in a real and meaningful way, getting involved on our Twitter, getting involved on our, our subreddit. The community here is real, and 
that's not something that is built easily from scratch, but somehow we've managed to do it. And it's cool for us to see it coming together. Uh, and, and the advice I always give to new creators who are joining our community is get involved. Um, don't just post your videos here and walk away. Um, don't use it as a backup. Really engage with the other creators here and you'll find that the community is extremely supportive, so collaborative, really benign. People here are super nice and they want to help each other. I'm glad you brought up the tipping and monetization stuff because you guys recently introduced monetization on the platform, which I think is one of the major things that was holding people back. They see YouTube as the bread and butter where they can actually make their money. So why would they want to split their viewership and have somebody watch it on your platform and then lose out on that money or that subscriber or whatever it is? So now that you've introduced that, do you see a difference in the way that you'll be reacting with these creators? Well, I'll back up and sort of explain our current monetization options and models. So first we introduced individual tipping. So any creator can turn on a tip function beneath any of their videos and that will allow them to receive tips from fans who are uh, really generous and really excited about whatever video they put out. So these are one-off tips. They can be processed through uh, credit card via Stripe or PayPal or even Bitcoin. And that will go directly into an account uh, for that individual creator. A and the tipper will receive high prominence underneath that video. So if I tip your video, uh, my avatar will be right beneath the player and everyone will see that I tipped you. I'm a super fan of Crime War. The second prong of the monetization model is recurring subscriptions. So it's a bit like Patreon, but built in natively to the video platform itself. And by virtue of, of the uh, payment processor or the subscription processor uh, being one in the same uh, as the uh, video platform, we're able to programmatically or automatically deliver some rewards to subscribers. So right now you receive a special badge on your uh, avatar when you're commenting on videos of channels you're subscribed to. and it's also very easy for creators to mark videos as uh, subscriber only. So uh, a creator can <clears throat> create a private video only for his or her subscribers. Uh, and with one click of a toggle, it will be visible to all users, but only watchable to those who subscribe. We allow creators to set separate tiers, again, similar to Patreon. Uh, so you can have a $1 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier for your super fans to support you on a recurring basis monthly. With that kind of paid video placement, you could theoretically start up like one of those businesses that sells tutorials, that sells swimming tutorials. Absolutely. Well, I don't know if you can teach swimming over the internet, probably a bad idea, but it, exactly. So a savvy uh, it, it entrepreneurial creator can absolutely create videos that uh, live behind a paywall available only to his or her subscribers to access premium content, exclusive content, tutorials, you name it. So you've got a little bit of the Twitch subscriber in there, a little bit of the YouTube super chat, but you're applying those to VODs as well. Exactly. And uh, the, the third prong of the monetization uh, is uh, ad revenue sharing, which we just released. And uh, we're proud to say that we're one of very few creative platforms that provide all three of these different monetization options to its creators. Uh, tips, recurring subscriptions, and uh, of course, ad revenue sharing. So ad sharing was just launched within the last month. It's a huge initiative for us and probably 
the number one most requested feature from the community. Um, direct fan support via tips and recurring subscriptions is great, but a lot of people aren't comfortable accepting donations from fans or, or, or soliciting donations from fans, and we understand that. Um, the idea of earning money more passively through uh, ad revenue share uh, is a lot more appealing, and we're happy to roll that out to the ecosystem, and uh, it's it's been promising so far. So now that you've introduced all of this monetization, one of the questions that I do want to ask you first is, what is the level that you have to do to get into this? Is your monetization open to everybody? Do you have to get 10,000 views? What kind of barriers do you have for your small creators? Currently, ad revenue sharing is available to all verified creators. So there's a, a simple verification application process on Vidme. You can go to vid.me slash verified to review the criteria uh, for a channel to be verified. Verification here is different than probably what it means on Facebook and Twitter. It doesn't mean you're a celebrity and you're verifying your identity. It means you're an active and uh, positive contributor to the Vidme community. Um, once you uh, are approved through the verification process, which takes just a couple of days, uh, a human, a real human evaluates each application. Once you're accepted as a, a verified creator, you receive a special badge on your channel and uh, access to the full feature set of Vidme, um, including ad revenue sharing. It's simply, you, you simply turn it on um, by uh, activating a, a toggle in your monetization settings panel and it's off to the races. So the reason that they introduced the 10,000 views on YouTube was to avoid having stolen content or controversial content. You don't do that, but you do have somebody who's looking at everything. Do you think that that could lead to a adpocalypse for Vidme? Good question. And uh, it, it's the reason we're being really deliberate about introducing ads into the Vidme ecosystem. We see what's happening on YouTube now. We see a wide swath of creators being demonetized, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, a lot of people are being negatively affected uh, when, in our opinion, they shouldn't be. Um, some people should be, probably, but uh, the, vast, the vast majority that we see tweeting at us um, probably shouldn't be. And, you know, we have the advantage um, coming in a few steps later in the game uh, of looking back at what other platforms have done right, what they've done wrong, taking the best and eliminating the worst and learning from these other platforms. We've, like I said, been really deliberate about introducing the ads into the ecosystem. That's why it's taken us a little bit to get here. We're not going straight into pre-roll and mid-roll ads. We're starting slow with simple display ads, um, testing various ad networks to see which work best for the Vidme community. And, and ultimately, we want creators to be able to earn money passively through ads, but not at the expense of their creative freedoms. And uh, we will work with advertisers in the future to establish a, a different and uh, unique standard for brand safety uh, uh, that's uh, specific to, to the Vidme community. I think that's really fair. You guys have human beings who handle all your DMCA stuff. You don't have any sort of algorithm that's flagging things like content ID, correct? Uh, correct. So it's a, it, this is a huge point of differentiation for us and, and something we're really proud of. Uh, every communication between a creator and Vidme will be uh, real. You will always be talking to a human being, whether you have technical issue that you need support on, whether you have a DMCA claim, either claimed against you or that you are claiming, a deletion request, a request to be team picked. If you simply want to say hello and introduce yourself, you're always talking to a real person. 
something we're really proud of. It's something we work really hard on. Our, our entire team is all hands on deck to answer all of the different emails, tweets, Reddit posts, Facebook messages, uh, what am I forgetting, Discord messages, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, always with a human touch, you'll always be talking to a real person. And we, we don't, we think the experience, because we've been there, the experience of getting caught in a maze of automated emails and, and auto replies, it's, it's not a good experience. And it can be really frustrating for people when they have a legitimate question that they can't get answered in, in an FAQ or by an auto reply. They need to talk to a person. And uh, a person is always available at Vidme to answer your questions. So I see the pros and the cons there. We have things like right now, YouTube is striking and deleting channels that have Let's Plays of the 2016 Doom game from Bethesda because it shows swastikas and they've decided that swastikas are very bad. So they're removing channels that have that imagery in them. But at the same time, Vidmi got a little bit of press fairly recently for hosting the Game of Thrones leaks. Any copyrighted content that's hosted on Vidmi by a non-copyright owner uh, should not be posted here. Uh, it's very clear in our terms of service and our community rules you should only be posting uh, content that you own or have the uh, right to post. Um, in those cases, we can't screen every single video. Uh, a human being can't screen every single video that's posted to the platform. The best we can do is react once we're made aware of it and a DMCA claim is made. And uh, by law, we're required to act very quickly to all incoming DMCA claims. And uh, in that case, we did. I got to say that sounded very rote, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, it, it is rote. It's, it's a rote part of the business. Um, you know, we have thousands, tens of thousands, millions of videos being uploaded to Vidme. Um, that's, that's an area where, uh, you know, for any video platform, whether we're talking about Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, copyrighted content is going to be uploaded. Um, we react to all incoming claims and we'll take content down that's infringing. Uh, that's not welcome here, and it's a clear violation of the rules. Users who are engaged in that activity, their accounts will be suspended. Vidme is a community for original content. So you've decided to err on the side of the creator and hope that they are mature enough to be able to upload their stuff, have that freedom of speech, so that they're not seeing their Doom Let's Play being taken down for swastikas. Instead you're willing to risk the fact that you'll have some copyright material uploaded, but you hope to respond to them quickly. Well, it's not a risk that copyrighted material will be uploaded to a user-generated video platform. It's just a reality of the business. So we take that content down as we're made aware of it, and uh, we will uh, will disable accounts that are, that are in violation of our rules. Um, and again, it's a community for original creative content. Um, we built this platform to support creators, not pirates or copyright infringers. And do you think that the human being actually looking at everything for your verification process helps with that? Uh, yeah, I would say it's helpful in that. So one of the things that Vidme has always done, and I think it is probably the most endearing part of your entire platform, it's the thing that actually makes me look at it and laugh, and that is your advertising and the way that you respond to creators. For example, the response that you guys did to Keemstar's creation when he said moving to Vidme was like moving from Madison Square Garden to playing at a eight-year-old's birthday party. And you guys put out a video where you had clipped to that, and then you showed an eight 
year old's birthday party and said, sorry, Keemstar's not coming. Where does that kind of mentality come from where you're willing to play with the expectations of creators, where you're willing to accept and own the mistakes that you guys have had? You've always been very upfront about the problems that Vidme has come up against and the way that you're going to move forward. Is that a cultural thing? Is this, where does it come from? I, I would say definitely it's a, it's a cultural thing. Um, we're in the position of the underdog fighting against the thousand pound gorilla. Like I said, um, we're not fighting against them, but you know, we are in the same uh, space competitively, I guess you could say. We're in a position where we can have fun at the expense of YouTube itself, other creators like Keemstar. First of all, Keemstar will probably almost, I should say, definitely never be playing Madison Square Garden, let's be honest. But uh, if he's going to have some fun with us, we'll have some fun with him. And uh, it was all in good fun. People really seem to love it. And we love to put out little things like that. Uh, our, our fans and, and creators in our community really get a kick out of it. And so do we. The advertising is brilliant. You always say that you have humans and then you show a human with his mouth moving like a robot or an alien. It's all very, very witty. And you really do poke fun at both yourselves, at YouTube, at the entire industry. I think it's very well done. And uh, if you haven't seen any of the ads, it's actually worth it to go check it out on I guess vidme you can go to vid.me slash vidme and uh we put out a lot of original content we're creators ourselves at the end of the day not the most talented ones probably but we try so yeah we do a, a series called this week at vidme where we give updates on what's happening with the platform um what's new what cool videos have been posted what awesome new creators have joined uh we do funny little sketches uh we like i said have some fun at the expense of other players in the industry and we're, we're always glad to do that um and yeah we're we're a really small group it's only four or five of us putting those together so i'm quite proud of what we've been able to accomplish and and the reach that some of these videos have, have gotten so moving a little bit past vidme where do you see video creation in the next two years or so it's becoming the go-to thing you've got everybody jumping into video what is the next step for a video creator uh, that's a great question. I think, to your point, we're going to see more and more people entering this space. Uh, you and I were talking before we started the podcast uh, about a poll that came out recently. I forget which organization, but it was a, a very reliable and trustworthy polling organization. Uh, asked a large sample of young kids, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the number one answer was YouTuber. And that's crazy. That is crazy because you know YouTube, quote unquote, didn't even exist 10 years ago. This is an area, uh, a sandbox that a lot of people want to play in. The barrier to entry is getting lower and lower. Uh, great cameras are becoming more and more inexpensive. Uh, same with microphones, green screens, all of the accoutrements uh, a creator needs to, to really raise his or her production value of their videos. Um, the access to information on the internet, tutorials uh, online, how to edit, how to uh, create great graphics and visual effects, all of this information that uh, not that long ago remained behind the walls of colleges and universities and, and technical schools is now democratized and open to everybody. So we're going to see more and more people entering the space. We're going to see the quality of content uh, uh, rise exponentially. We're going to see production values rise. And it's a really exciting time to be a video creator. There's great options to distribute your content. Um, we think Vidme is one of the best options as a new community with 
uh, higher discoverability factor and, and a really passionate fan base. You know, looking into the future two or three years, it's hard to tell. It's hard to know. Everyone's talking about virtual reality. We'll see if that catches on. You know, everyone was talking about 3D five years ago, and, and that was a bit of a dud. I think the opportunity in virtual reality is a lot greater, but the costs have to come down. And who knows, a few years in the future, you know, we might get into virtual reality. You never know. Video creation is not dead. It is absolutely at the beginning. We didn't have 2006 and then that was it. Everybody jumped into YouTube at 2006 and those are the people who have created and they're the millionaires now. People forget that even PewDiePie only started in 2011, 2012. Video creation overall is absolutely not dead. It is moving forward faster than ever and it's going to grow almost certainly exponentially over the next two years. Absolutely. Uh, it's not going anywhere. It's actually video creation, video production, and, and multimedia in general is really the vocabulary of, uh, of 2017 and will be the vocabulary moving forward. When you and I were kids, because we're old men, we, had, uh, we wrote our book reports with a, a pencil and paper and we, we turned them in. Nowadays, kids are doing elaborate, highly detailed and technical multimedia presentations when they're in middle school. And it's super impressive to see some of these things. And, and that skill set is going to become more and more commonplace among younger kids. I absolutely agree with you. But then again, I wouldn't be here if I didn't. I'm right there with you. I think that we've got a huge future in video and it is absolutely not too late to jump in. It is the right time to jump in. But when people are just now starting to say, I want to be a YouTuber, and they've been saying they want to be an actor for 80 years, I think now is really the time to jump in. It will always be a great time to jump in, to express yourself creatively um, through whatever medium. It is, I think, an important part of life and a great outlet for everybody. For younger kids, for people who are new to the content creation game, uh, I have to put on my salesman hat a little bit and, and really tout VidMe as a great new platform for you to try out as you're starting out. Other platforms, having been around for so long, are, are really top heavy right now. The, the signal to noise ratio is really low. They're quite saturated and the discover, discoverability factor is, is quite a bit lower. Um, VidMe offers a relatively smaller community where uh, new creators can jump on board and hopefully grow at, at, at a faster clip than they can otherwise. Just to clarify, when we're talking smaller creation pool, we're not talking about 10,000 users. Vidme is smaller than YouTube because YouTube has 3 billion viewers, whereas Vidme has tens of millions. Exactly. So our, our viewership base is in the tens of millions, um, and we have uh, hundreds of thousands of creators on the platform. So I did just want to clarify that so that you didn't sound like you were talking about a community of a thousand people. Oh, no, not at all. Uh, I, I use the word relatively smaller, but in the, in the scheme of, of the internet and platforms, uh, we're doing quite well, and we're proud of that. We hope to grow. But now is a good time being relatively smaller compared to other platforms to, to try out new things, to experiment and to, uh, to engage with a, a newer, uh, more highly engaged and cohesive community on Vidme. I think that's about all of the time that we have today. However, I do want to thank you, Ryan, for coming in here. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Uh, you can email me personally at duffy at vid.me. I'm happy to answer any questions from the community. Hopefully uh, not RIP my inbox for giving away my personal email address. <laughs> um, otherwise, you just want to say hello, have general questions about the platform, you can email us at creators at vid.me. 
we'll do our best to get back to everybody as soon as possible. Also, feel free to post in our subreddit. That's uh, reddit uh, slash r slash vidme. You can reach us on all social media at vidme. And we're happy and excited to talk to the new tubers community, answer your questions, and, and help you get a leg up as you join the community. I want to thank Ryan for taking the time to come on and chat with us a little bit about Vidme, about YouTube, about video creation overall. As stated in the beginning, all of the links are in the description below or the show notes if you're listening on podcast. Let us know if you'd like more of these interviews with different industry members. My name is Moriarty, and I look forward to seeing you in the community. Thanks for listening to the New Tubers Podcast. Come back every two weeks for more tips, tricks, and advice on starting, building, and sustaining your YouTube career. Visit us on reddit.com slash r slash newtubers or on YouTube. See you next time!